Welcome to the M. Kane Coaching Podcast. My name is Marcus Kane, and I help people break cycles of binge eating and create rewarding, stress-free relationships with food and training. Now, in this episode, I've got an announcement to make, and where this announcement came from is something that I've been saying during one-to-one sessions with clients recently. It's kind of been something that I've been sitting on for a while and wondering, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? And going back and forwards. But Just recently, I've heard a couple of stories and had a few conversations that really wanted to make me pull the trigger on this change. So this phrase that came up during client sessions for me over the last few weeks, I'm not sure where it came from, I just found myself saying it, is that when it comes to foods or food groups, abstinence is not mastery, moderation is mastery. So When people preach the idea of like cleansing your house of certain foods or removing certain food groups from your diet entirely, what I mean is that that is not mastery. Those methods create a situation where the food itself has more power over you than ever. I've seen recently that popular unnecessarily restrictive diets are encouraging military veterans, like men who've seen combat, to experience anxiety surrounding the idea of eating a sandwich. Now, there's something just really not right about that. So if we've been leaning on food or restriction as a way to regulate our emotions, stepping away from certain foods temporarily can be really helpful in encouraging us to practice other skills. But restricting food groups forever shouldn't be the goal. And something that really blew me away is that in response to criticisms of some of these really overly restrictive diets, I've heard a few times people saying things like limiting these food groups and sticking to these diets is really good for practicing discipline and that it's like character building. Now, in my opinion, this is like trying to use a belt sander to paint your house. It's the wrong fucking tool for the job. If someone wants to cultivate discipline, like let's build a business, like practice meditation, join the military. Diet is for nourishment and enjoyment, not for discipline. Now, I'm on board with the idea that discipline is a form of self-love, but discipline is also like salt in the sense that, you know, it will absolutely improve a meal if we use a bit of salt, but a meal that's well-balanced and well-prepared shouldn't need much. And this is like our approach to diet, wellness, and training or exercise. You know, we'll often need a spark of discipline to get going, especially with things like, you know, not scrolling social media in bed as we're trying to get to sleep, like eating mindfully rather than impulsively, not procrastinating and just getting started with a workout. Sure, we need a spark of discipline to do those things. But it's a bad idea to create a daily process that requires discipline at every single turn. Like we can't just white knuckle our way through life. So balance is what we need and each one of us needs a different balance. And this is one of the reasons I'm about to officially announce some changes for this podcast. And I'm even going to rename it because that balance I just mentioned, my job is helping you find that balance, the balance and approach that works for you, not what a random fitness industry celebrity intuitive eating influencer or health and wellness guru claims you should do. No, the balance that you need for you. Because for me, finding my own way out of an eating disorder, 
like a very serious long-term eating disorder and back to a genuine love of training and healthy lifestyle started with developing a very real understanding of strength and conditioning. It wasn't really like a eating disorder recovery course that helped me at first. It was developing an actual real understanding of the physiology and mindset behind what it was that I was trying to do. Everything else came from that. Like when I started to understand that doing more isn't always better in terms of training. Like when I realized that I was leaning on food and exercise to regulate my emotions. Like when I started choosing the people I followed and spend time with based on their experience rather than their body fat percentage. All those moments came from the seed of understanding that if I wanted a better experience and better results from my relationship with food and training, I had to think more like a lifelong athlete than an aspiring fitness model. So my announcement, this podcast, the MCAIN Coaching Podcast over the coming months will be rebranded as the Strong Not Starving Podcast. Strong Not Starving is about finding your unique balance, free from cycles of restriction and binging, and I'm changing the name from the MCAIN Coaching Podcast to make it something much bigger than just myself. And this week, I've been lining up guests to bring on board for the upcoming months, some familiar voices and some new ones to launch into this like change of direction. And the main difference with the new direction will be that I'll be having more open conversations that don't strictly fall within the lines of what we could call disordered eating recovery or eating disorder recovery. And I'll leave you with what was the final thing that really inspired me to pull the trigger on this direction. Helping people to find path out of binge eating and disordered relationships with food is something that I will always do. It's something that I'll always be a part of. But I've started to become really disillusioned with the eating disorder recovery space. Now, there are some really great coaches in that space that I admire like a lot. Like Jacqueline Davies over at Binge Breakers is a fantastic coach and a really good friend. But there are things that I've been seeing in the eating disorder recovery space over the past couple of years that I want to actively distance myself from primarily the kind of content and content creators who are too angry with the diet and fitness industry to see that the message that they're putting out there is actually driving people away from the idea of creating a better relationship with food, movement and body image. Now, I've had to unfollow some really large accounts in the eating disorder recovery space because they frustrated me so much in the way that their content was intentionally created to be polarizing rather than helpful. And that kind of really aggressive polarizing content, it doesn't help or educate anyone. The only people who support it are the people who already agree with it. Meanwhile, the people on the other side of the fence who need someone to reach out to them feel so triggered and called out by that really aggressive polarizing content that they double down on their existing beliefs even if it pushes them further down the road of disordered eating. And I can totally vouch for that myself. Like that was my experience of trying to navigate my way out of an eating disorder. Every time someone spoke down about the process that I was involved in or criticized the process that I was involved in or said that the diet industry sucks or that, you know, you just need to love yourself or whatever, the way that that information was always delivered to me 
made me double down on what I was doing rather than feel, I guess, safe and secure in taking steps to free myself from what I was experiencing. And in saying that, I understand what it's like to be angry with the diet and fitness industry. If you listen to the early episodes of this podcast, you'll hear some of that anger and disillusionment in me. But what I've come to realize is that we need to find common ground that brings us together rather than further polarize the diet and nutrition space. So, like I said, I will still work supporting people who are recovering and who have recovered from eating disorders. But I've found the most constructive work that I've done over the last few years and most constructive work that I'm able to do with people is when we're not limited by the boundaries of what's strictly considered eating disorder recovery. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast so far, and I hope to chat with you moving forward into the Strong Not Starving episodes. And this is a really personal change for me, this change in direction, because the thing that helped me when I was struggling in my own relationship with food and exercise, when I was stuck in a miserable process, constantly dealing with injuries and binge eating, nobody told me about self-love or intuitive eating, The thing that helped me was a coach who met me where I was at, answered my questions, and didn't try to shove me through a pre-existing generic program. And because of that, I learned essential principles that helped me adapt to any situation, quit binge eating, and not shut myself off from cool experiences in the health and fitness space. So through balanced information, as well as stories and expertise from a range of really cool guests, That's what I'm aiming to deliver to you via the Strong Not Starving podcast. So thank you again for joining me today. My name's Marcus Kane, and I'll be back with Strong Not Starving very soon.